Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Black Girl Burnout. Kelly here. And we are back with part two of our three-part series with Dr. Cassandra Dunbar, the host of the podcast, Be Well, Sis. If you caught last episode, we talked a lot about the concept of opting out of struggle, both how Dr. Dunbar does that in her day-to-day life and also how we as a community can do that when it comes to concepts like health and wellness in the Black community. This episode, though, we dive a little bit deeper into concepts of opting in, right? We always talk about in this podcast, if we're letting something go, if we're opting out of something, we got to be opting into something in exchange. And so to that point, we are talking about how Cassandra opts into joy, opts into the concepts we talk about in her professional life. Stay tuned. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. So let's jump back in with Cassandra Dunbar, host of Be Well Sis, and our conversation about opting into joy. I put my cape down, sorry. Don't I need some boundaries? Because I'm my peace. So, Cassandra, you talked about motherhood. And, and one of the things, first of all, I should tell you, like one of the concepts of this podcast is all about opting out of struggle. And when we talk about opting out of struggle, we really have a, this foundational belief I have is that we as Black women have been taught that our legacy, what we see depicted culturally and in, you know, social media and in the in, in like what we consume on TV and other places is this kind of idea that it just we're meant to struggle. Like mm-hmm. being a black woman is just a struggle fest, mm-hmm. right? And you said in your own experiences that part of what stopped you from pursuing like uh, reducing burnout early was that you assumed, well, this is what motherhood is, right? It's it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it sucks. I think your phrase was it sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, that's just what it's supposed to do for a while, right? And so I want to know for you, how does that concept resonate with you about the fact that we can opt out? And what was your journey to saying, okay, it's not supposed to be that way. Like there is options. There is ways to opt out of this mentality that struggle is kind of the way it should be. So let's talk a little bit more about why you thought that motherhood would be a struggle and then how you moved yourself to kind of reframing that for Mm -hmm. how you live your life. I think the reason that I felt that motherhood would be a struggle and not only motherhood, just adulthood would be a struggle yeah. because it's it's what I saw as I'm like going through like my mind right now. I don't recall any adults in my life as a child who were like genuinely like happy and joyful and fun. Like when I thought about adulthood, I just think about like being stiff and being like the enforcer of rules and constantly being tired. I remember all the adults around me were constantly physically tired. They also worked multiple jobs. They, there was just no joy. There was no, like, there was no lightness. And I think I internalized that and thought, well, that's kind of like a marker that I'm doing things right in a way. 
Like if things are hard or well, dang it, welcome. Welcome to motherhood. Welcome to adulthood. And I just was, was like, no, this can't be it. Like, you know, hopefully I have a long life ahead of me. It cannot be a long life of this. And I think therapy helped me to identify those like mistruths as well as to figure out, well, what does joy look like for me in motherhood? Like, how can I infuse some joy into that? And also because I don't want my kids to identify adulthood with struggle, I had to figure out how can I model joy? How how can I model peace? How can I model being flexible and all of those things to them? Because the first two years of life of my oldest's life taught me that he will not listen to most of the things that I say, but he is going to model the things that I do. So it became really important for me to be really honest with myself about the way that I was living my life and how I can make some change. So for me, in terms of motherhood, it really does take a village and it sounds so cliche, but the nuclear family is not going to be it. No, not, no. It's just, it's not enough. You know, you need support. You need all hands on deck if you're going to live a full life. You know, if you have a partner, that's great. But even outside of a partner, you need like aunties and uncles and you need grandparents and you need friends and people to help share I won't say burden, I'll share the wealth of having children <laughs> because I found that I lost myself in motherhood and I want to I wanted to find who is the fun cast again. It won't be the same as 20-year-old cast and that's fine, but there has to be some happiness to be found here and it came with seeking my village and communicating. So I had to opt in to my village and opt into communication. I cannot keep everything inside. I have to speak to people who have been there before to get their experience and get their advice, as well as just speaking. If I need help, there are people who want to help me, but they cannot help me if I don't tell them that I need help. So that is how I am no longer part of that struggle life because no, I need help and it's okay. It's not weakness to to need help. For a long time, I've been around. Have you subscribed to the Black Girl Burnout newsletter? Well, if you haven't, now is your chance. Every month, the Black Girl Burnout newsletter contains bonus video footage of conversations that I call Hey Girl Chats between me and my friends and other previous guests. It contains guided visualizations and meditations, as well as affirmations to get you through your month. It truly is a burnout prevention kit, all contained in a short little newsletter. So click the link in the show notes, subscribe, and grab your copy of this month's newsletter. Our lives are filled with compromise, but one area a Black woman should never compromise on is her health. If you're looking for a tool that can help you find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health, check out ZocDoc. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, there'll be no compromises because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare 
highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. All of these doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. I've used ZocDoc myself to find members of my medical team, and it has been so easy to use and connect with the right providers for me. Go to ZocDoc.com BGB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash B-G-B. ZocDoc.com slash B-G-B. What if 2024 you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy, and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash BGB. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash BGB, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yes, so much to unpack there. Woo, so much to unpack. (laughs) I'm super excited. Just from this the point of the fact that whether we know it or not, we're creating legacies, whether we admit it, either we've learned a legacy or we've learned behavior from our families, which we do, right? Mm-hmm. The, down to the, the part of you saying that you didn't see any adults around you who were joyful, more to come on that. <laughs> you saw, you, you didn't just think motherhood would be a struggle, you assumed adulthood would be a struggle. And that was reflected back to you by the people around you who were exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I think so many women listening to this podcast can relate to that one, relate to currently feeling exhausted, which I'm sure at times everybody feels. So that's like one bucket of things to unpack. And then kind of moving into how you realize that acknowledging that it has to be more than this, right? That there's a possibility this can't be right the inability to see yourself in your own life and then take the kind of choices that you made is so powerful. And when we apply that to even health in Black women, right? So based upon that, you saw that in your own life with motherhood, but you're also a medical doctor at one point. You're now in academia, right? Mm -hmm. How do you see different points of struggle that Black women may have when it comes to health and of course, wellness, like to the concept of wellness, where do you think that struggle is? What do you think some lessons we've learned about wellness and health that are not great? And where do you see day to day? I'm sure you saw as you practice this a little bit, Mm -hmm. some repeating themes. 
Mm -hmm. um, I think the repeating theme that I saw was a lack of communication within families. So for example, if we're talking about like fibroids, uterine fibroids are really common in our community, unfortunately. And what I would find is that somebody's mother had it, their sisters have it, their aunties have it, but they still really don't understand what it is. So people are having hysterectomies in their families and all types of other major surgeries, but they're not really talking about like, what is the condition? How does it affect you? What this life's changing um, surgery, like what the implications are of it? Like nobody's really talking to each other about it, but they've all heard about it. And I think that is something that really... It saddens me, for lack of a better term, because it leaves us ignorant where we shouldn't be. I think now our generation is doing a much better job of talking with each other and not just dealing with things on our own. But when it comes to our health, we just don't talk enough within our own families. And I, and I think sometimes it might be for the older generations like they just didn't know, um, especially the way medicine was more commonly practiced then is that like the doctor said this was going to happen and it just happened. You weren't given much of a choice or autonomy in your care. But yeah, I think just us not talking about things, just accepting them as well, it just happens and that's it. Also with things that are uh, even more common in both genders, so like um, high blood pressure and diabetes. So it's like, okay, everybody in my family has it and that's that. Like there's just no, it's just accepting um, something so hard without taking a communicating and like and B also like well what can I do to make things a little bit better or or different like how is how can I make my case a little bit different so that lack of communication there is how I see it it pan out yeah that's brilliant because when you talk about particularly around the connection with just in general health in general but the fibroid piece I think it still goes back to this expectation of struggle. Mm. I think a lot of the conversations don't happen within communities and within mother to to daughter to grandmother to mother to daughter is mm -hmm. because it's kind of like, yeah, that's life. Like if yep. you ever, you know, you've witnessed your family, I'm sure, minimize their own pain yes. as a kind of like resignation. Like that's just the way it is. Yeah. Periods are terrible. Moving yep. on. like you, And so there isn't a preparation or an understanding or an advocacy to have something or do something different because it's an expectation that this is just baseline. Pain is a yes. baseline part of life. Mm -hmm. And that to me has always been surprising in my own journey and my own expectation as someone who has fibroids mm -hmm. and who struggles with that and has other health complications. The expectation that that is just part of, again, probably part of the whole adulthood conversation being a struggle. Mm -hmm. And then second to that, these huge community illnesses, we'll call mm -hmm. them, right? Which is that diabetes is rampant in the Black community. So mm -hmm. is unchecked uh, cholesterol and heart, heart disease correlations to that. All of those things, you know, they run through the community. And so it becomes this expectation yeah. that, well, I'm just going to be a diabetic. My mom's yep. a diabetic. My dad's a diabetic. My grandmother was a diabetic. Diabetes is just what's mm -hmm. coming. Mm -hmm. I think we're moving a little bit out of that. I do see a lot more Black women being more optimistic or at least looking for alternative answers for their health. But it's still in the bedrock of our existence that yep. certain illnesses are just 
expected mm-hmm. to be your legacy. That's your inheritance. Like I, mm-hmm. when I get a certain age, it's all downhill. Here comes the diabetes. Here comes the sugar. Right. And here comes, you know, terrible fibroids. And here comes mm-hmm. this issue. And there isn't an expectation of things being different. And so how do you think you could, like you could, what's the conversation need to be for black women to shift away from that as a reality mm-hmm. to some to even begin we don't even know what we're opting into but even just to begin the conversation of opting out like saying no this isn't this can't mm-hmm. be correct i i think you you kind of said it you know like in terms of legacy no it's not your legacy what i always try to tell my students who are going to be health professionals one day i always say it is a risk factor so if your parents have have whatever. That doesn't mean that you are destined to have it yourself. You have an increased risk of having it. You are more likely to have it, but there are some things that we can control. Whatever we can control, let's take control of that thing so that we don't have to um, have that same thing. And then if it is something that unfortunately we do um, inherit from our parents, let's learn more about it. I always tell this story about how when I was in medical school, I one of the jobs that I worked was um, to for, for school was I worked at a call center for insurance. And so the job was like I would take inbound calls for people, this pre-Obamacare, but um, people were trying to get private insurance. So during that time, you had to um, disclose all of your your issues, right? Like your health conditions. And I would talk to so many older women who had major surgeries and had no idea what was removed, let alone the diagnosis. And I think it's so important for us just to become educated and to speak to each other. And like you said, I think we're doing a really good job of that. Like our generation is really like really well informed about our health and our wellness. Um, But I think maybe we need to like go backwards and talk to our parents and and aunties and like educate them about what's really going on with them. yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think we don't have this conversation and we don't even know what our parents may be having. If you have that mm-hmm. dynamic with your parents or even just the elders, so to speak, in mm-hmm. your life, whether it's a mentor, kind of checking in on them. And I do think that we've become more, we, we're not gatekeeping anymore. I think social media for its pros and cons, we're not <laughs> gatekeeping information as much as we used to. So people are getting on, you know, TikTok and saying, yeah, this is what a period's supposed to be like. And this mm-hmm. is how you're supposed to put like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a tampon and all these things that before were like, Ugh, you know, we never knew or didn't feel comfortable with. People are just out here saying, well, that's what we're going to talk about. And I think that has helped. There's a, there's no longer a wall to get information. You can, yes. I mean, you want to make sure who you get it from right. and that they're educated, but there is no longer this wall since the internet where you don't know what to expect or what are the risk factors. So I do, I think that is a great step in that journey to opting out. Mm-hmm. That's it for today's episode. As always, you can support the podcast in one of four ways. First way is make sure people know to subscribe and follow along to this podcast. Share it with friends. Connected to that note, you can also make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms across Instagram and TikTok and even Twitter. It is Black Girl Burnout. Thirdly, join our newsletter. 
simply by giving us your email address, you're going to have access to all kinds of bonus content, including bonus episodes, guided visualizations, affirmations, and so much more. And last but not least, make sure if you haven't to rate and review the podcast. It truly lights up our team when we read your reviews. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, but now you can even do it on Spotify by opening up the mobile app and dropping five stars. That's it for now. Until we talk next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. For a long time, I've been a rider. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.